Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hey everybody, it's Dallas. Today is the first of a two-part series we will roll out this week and next. My guest is Malika Williams from the Center for Women's Voice, and Malika took the leap earlier this year to focus on her coaching business full-time. She came into our session feeling all of this pressure to grow and to hustle and to keep up with what she sees other coaches doing online. But when we got down to Malika's values and her personal vision for her business, we realized that she doesn't actually want to grow right now. She wants ease and flow in her business. Now, the insights we both had during this conversation, they were golden. So if you ever find yourself making business decisions from a place of should or a place of fear, this episode is a must listen. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Malika. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to dive in today. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I I actually don't quite know where this is going to go, so this will be interesting for both of us. Hey! <laughs> um, I'd love to just get started and hear, I'd like to hear a little bit about your business. Tell yeah. the listeners a little bit about your business and then what's going on in your life. How, how are you doing? All right. Um, so my business is the Center for Women's Voice, where I help women communicate without apologizing or overanalyzing so that they can stop flying under the radar in whatever male-driven industry they work in and really contribute at their highest level. That is my mission. <laughs> I have been having so much fun. <laughs> fun and also I feel very, the more I do it, the more women I connect with, the more kind of convicted I feel about it, that this is so kind of important and especially right now. Yes. Um, so I, I started in 2017. So about three years ago and have been working primarily one-on-one with women. And then I've, um, started doing some workshops as well. Um, so, uh, for different, different groups, um, companies okay. who are interested <laughs> in this kind of type of work. Okay. Um, so that's, that's my kind of where I am right now in my business. This is a, I mean, 2020 is a crazy year for all of us, right? So many <laughs> changes we didn't know. My kind of big crazy was that I had a full-time job, um, that I kind of, not spontaneously, but pretty quickly decided I don't want to be here anymore and um, left in June. So after that, at that point, I became a full-time entrepreneur. Now the Center for Women's Voice is like everything that I'm doing. 
which is a huge change for me um, because I've always had it on the side as something, you know, when I was doing my actor business, it was kind of a thing, more of a side hustle, though I always knew that I wanted it to become more. I just didn't realize how quickly that could happen and that the opportunity presented itself and I went for it. And so I think that kind of contributes to how I'm doing. It's like, I'm figuring out that what it means to be working for myself full time um, and, and really starting to lean into some other, I think, deeper principles around, um, I don't know, leadership and lifestyle and yes. entrepreneurial ethos that I didn't have space for before. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm also, um, <laughs> you could cut me off if my update is this is so long. good. I have, I, have I want to ask a couple of questions, but you um, finish and then we'll come back. It's so good. Um, I'm also getting married uh, in a couple months and, uh, I got engaged in the middle of June. So right after I made this big life June. change, Man, so it feels right. like this is like, a. There's just been a lot of big changes um, very quickly, <clears throat> and I'm up for all of it. So it feels like I feel like I'm in the right place. I'm my life is moving in a direction, and um, I feel excited about it. But there are, are also a lot of questions, and well, how will this turn out? And where, you know, all right. those things. Sort of what I hear you saying is being in this position where. The world is your oyster. You work for yourself. You can choose whatever you want to create that can easily become overwhelming. Yeah. Right? Where yep. before, <laughs> right? It's sort of like, I, I have a lot of shoes, right? And there will be days yeah. when I just can't pick a pair of shoes. There's like too many options and I have no shoes to wear when in fact it's the opposite, right? Um, and so I can understand how that could be liberating and daunting at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was actually going to be one of my questions. So you left your job and suddenly like, boop, here I am, a full-time entrepreneur, me and my laptop. Here we go. Right? <laughs> how did that shift, if at all, how did it change the way you related to yourself between, right? Like I have this job to give me space to build my business without needing it to grow at a certain way in a certain way or a certain time frame. to suddenly being all in with your business. Did you notice how it impacted the way you, Malika, see Malika? Absolutely. I mean, I think leaving the job, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life Yeah, because there were a lot of reasons why, you know, the, the, pandemic had started, there were a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to leave a stable, a good salary with health insurance. Right. Um, And yet I knew that there was something better for me, that it wasn't my best, you know, it wasn't even, there were some limitations around the organization and um, the culture that were frustrating to me. But even outside of that, I knew that it wasn't my best work. Yeah. If I stayed there and made more money, it still wouldn't, I, there was this cost of like, no, but there's something else that you should be working on. And I, I don't mean should in that, in the bad way, I, but I mean, like, there's, there's something more fulfilling for you to yeah. do in this world. So, called. right. But, but getting to the point of actually making that, um, of owning that and then activating it and giving my two weeks notice and all this stuff without having another job lined up without having a certain amount of clients, 
you know, to know that I would recoup that income, I really had to go like deep into my reserve of who am I? What do I believe? Mm-hmm. Do I, am I willing to bank on myself? And the thing that, <laughs> the thing that got me was like, I have coached clients through this type of change. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have, I have totally like <laughs> said this to other people, like, well, what do you believe? What do you want your life to be? And aren't you accountable for your daily life? Like busted, not in a like <laughs> mean way, but that's totally yeah. a part of my coaching is like, know your, know your worth and live accordingly. Like yeah. if you know that you're meant for something more then it's up to you to make the choices to really embrace that or to communicate that or whatever that is. So it was just a bit giant, like practice what you preach. Um, and I'm so glad, you know, because now I can really say like, yeah, I did it. I banked, I am banking on myself. And so I feel like it gives me more credibility in my, in my coaching. Um, and it's also just a way to, I needed, I think I needed to have that, that, um, I guess the word conviction keeps coming up and passion in my own life to be able to stand on that platform for others also. I really hear that. I asked the question because we've gotten really clear inside of my company this year. Like what are, what do we believe? What are our company values and making sure every decision we make runs through that lens. And one of our values, first it's like agency integrity, belonging, but the big one is what I call spark because mm-hmm. I can't think of the word for it, but it's that moment when the way you relate to yourself changes mm-hmm. because of a decision you made, an action you took, or an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there is just no going back. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like this decision you had was a spark moment for you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I live for those moments. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing I want to just check in on, because the way you communicated who you help and how you do that was just so beautifully presented. How do people react when you tell them what they, what you do? Almost everyone goes, Oh, good. (laughs) 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 I haven't had, it's so funny because Yeah. I haven't had a lot of people be like, well, what do you mean by that? Everybody seems to understand it. Men and women. Yep. It's so super clear. So, so just for all of you listening, one of the things we practice inside the six figure coach club is what I call a dream client power statement. And it is that statement where you describe in words, people can understand and connect to who you help and what you do. And you, you got me lit up just listening right to what you do. So it's exciting. Well, can I add that I came up with that statement in, in your one of your coaching groups? So oh, yeah. I feel like <laughs> that's a product that clarity is kind of a direct product of of what you teach and some of the the prompts that you gave me to think about who I'm serving. So I'm glad. I felt grateful for that. That's awesome. This episode is brought to you by the program <laughs> Dallas teaches. <laughs> All right, so let's dig in, shall we? So here we are. The world is your oyster. June was a turning point. You you see that you can create what you want, and that is exciting and maybe daunting. So how can I help you today? And I, I guess I, the first question I want to ask is, how do you want to feel when you leave this conversation? Hmm. 
Ooh, I would like to feel more clear. Okay. And I've been dreaming about having a roadmap. So I think as, as you said earlier, like I do have a lot of options right now. And I think there's some um, hesitancy on my part to go down any particular one because I want to be strategic and set a good foundation or whatever. So, but I do understand I need to commit to something and kind of just see what happens. And I would love to have clarity about what that is. Okay. So clarity, two things, a roadmap. So what the way I interpret that is a general sense of the path ahead of me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, almost a bird's eye view and clarity and confidence in the best next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Good. Okay. So right now I heard you say your offerings are private clients and then you are available to come in and teach workshops inside of organizations. Correct. Right. If you could have it your way, I'm going to ask it in a different way. When you think about the work that you do, what format lights you up the most? So I'll give you an example. For me, I love showing up to the Six Figure Coach Club Q&As because I have no idea who's Mm going to be there. I have no clue what people are going to ask. And I have to be on my toes. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's my favorite format. Mm -hmm. I think what lights me up is I do love the one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. Um, with some I'm like embarrassed to say this with some clients more than others. Like, yeah, yeah. people see who listens, but I'm getting more clarity around who my kind of ideal client is and what she's pursuing and why that's exciting to me. Yeah. Um, And then I do enjoy, um, yeah, I do enjoy the the teaching, like the workshop elements and specifically what you're talking about, the Q and a at the end. Um, that's been really fun because I don't, yeah, there's kind of a different energy. I don't have to prepare for that. I just am. And whatever comes out, comes out and it's kind of spontaneous. And, um, and there's been some, this isn't one of my offerings, but I've been invited onto some, um, to a couple podcasts and like to do an IG live with another, person in a similar field. And I love those opportunities. Like I, I'm, I mean, I am an actor. I'd love, I love talking. I love to be seen and, and heard. Um, and I feel like good things come out when I'm kind of on the spot. So that's fun. Got it. So in terms of one of your marketing avenues, making guest appearances is straight up your, is totally up your alley. Got it. Okay. So it sounds like what we're building here is a roadmap Two, more one-on-one clients. Is it more or is it like, yeah, do you want more private clients or are you maxed out at privates? So that's another good question because this Mm -hmm. connects to my, yeah, thinking around, do I need an assistant now or scaling? So right now I'm at 14 clients. Okay. Okay. And I've, I've said, okay, I think 16 is the max. But 
and in that model, I mean, this has to do with my schedule, um, doing two sessions a day, not coaching on Fridays, doing <laughs> sometimes coaching on Saturdays. Okay. Um, I think there is a world in which I could do maybe four sessions a day if I wasn't doing other things. But I, right now it feels like that's, that feels overwhelming. Like I would be so drained, but I wonder if that was it, if that was the main event, would I have kind of more capacity? Right. Right. Okay. That I'm so glad you're having those thoughts because, and every coach is different. I, I get more energy, the more client, like the more of these kinds of conversations I have in a day, not, and I'm not, that's not better or worse than yeah. like I do two and I'm done, yeah. but it's really just about understanding what fills you up. Right. And yeah. what, and what doesn't. Um, so I, what I heard, just heard you say is you feel like there's more capacity to bring on cl- private clients when you have a system for delegating administrivia in your business and perhaps yeah. even some of the marketing. Yeah. And so then the question becomes, where is your time best spent? Right. Working with a private spending, um, what would that be for like double, doubling your clients? Right. Essentially, right. So spending two hours a day, five days a week serving clients or two and someone else is handling the administrivia or two hours a day handling the administrivia. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, it's obvious because you're mm-hmm. not going to pay an assistant. I don't know what your hourly fee is, but you're not going to pay an assistant the same amount that a coach would charge for an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea then, so let's just imagine 28 private clients. The most I've ever had is 42. And that was way too many. That's, That's too many. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too many. It's probably 12 too many. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I noticed because I started resenting my clients. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I hate you for paying me to help you. And that's not cool, right? Yeah. Um, but if you have a solid assistant in place for admin, a solid assistant in place for marketing. Yeah. And really what you're doing is showing up and coaching and doing guest appearances. Yeah. Four hours a day of doing that work is for me, a cakewalk. It isn't for uh, for everyone, but it's like my favorite way to spend my time. So yeah, I yeah. think as we talk through this, I want you to get really clear about how much, like what your container for coaching really is. Okay. Do you have an idea about that now or do you need to give that some thought? In terms of how, like how much I could do that in one yeah. day? How much you want, not could, <clears throat> how much you want. Okay how much time you want to spend coaching private clients. So this, uh, yeah. So I think ideally I would coach four days a week. Mm-hmm. So I would have one kind of work day off and then not work on the weekends. Okay. I think there's, um, so I know I can do two sessions a day pretty well, like, great. I'm up for it. I think I could do three and maybe four on one day. There is a part of me that wants to keep space open for the thinking, Um, (laughs) which is like, and this is a part of, you know, you're asking all the questions that I'm thinking about, which is like, what is the best use of my time? What's my zone of genius, all this stuff. And I just took the strengths finder or the Clifton's Gallup thing 
Yeah. Um, so I have like more, <laughs> more information about my strengths, but I'm like, okay, how do I apply these things? Um, but I know that kind of strategizing and thinking about the future and like the ideation part, which an ideation isn't one of my strengths, but so that assessment has its own language, but I just mean in terms of thinking about things. Yes. I think that is part of my value. Yes. And so I don't want to be in a situation where I don't have space to process the coaching that I'm doing or the thinking about bigger themes and yes, yes. Creating content around that or um, yeah. So I want to make sure there's some real estate in that and that's not just, I guess, my experience, and this is a part of my experimentation with my being full-time status. So as it is now, I don't coach on Fridays, and that day is supposed to be for kind of content creation and stuff, but it just doesn't. It ends up being like the random appointments or people connecting with people who aren't clients, but connected to the business Yeah, and like therapy, Yeah, you know, which is good, but it's not. It's, it's like, not actually very viable. Yeah. It's like your cleanup crew day. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. You know, there were two books that were recommended to me earlier this year. One is called Stillness is the Key. For all of you listening, I will link in the show notes. And the other one is called The Road Less Stupid. Ooh. <laughs> like um, and both of them talk about the importance of having time to think. If, as an entrepreneur, as the CEO yeah. of a company, having open time to think. So if we were creating your ideal week, it sounds like three days of coaching. Okay. Tell me how this lands for you. Three days of coaching, one day of thinking, your creative time, Mm -hmm. and then one day for cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. That sounds, I mean... It sounds so luxurious. <laughs> it sounds good. I like it. Yeah. So um, do you have a revenue goal for the next 12 months or a, a certain revenue that you're aiming to hit in your business? No. I feel scared about that. About <laughs> but I'm just going to judge you now or what? <laughs> <laughs> like I sh- this is something I, I should know. Um, so last year, I think my goal for this year was 25,000, uh-huh. um, which I'm on track to meet now, especially that I've got full time. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have yet to map, map out like, a what would be a, um, kind of an incremental gain from that. I'll just say without thinking of yep. logically, like, I would love to get to six figures next year in the next year. And I think it's possible because yeah. this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And for everyone listening, there's no reason why you cannot have a six figure coaching business with one offering, which is private clients. Right. Um, and, and without having 40, what did I say? 42 or 40. Right clients at a time. It's, I, I see it happen all the time. So let's get clear on those numbers. Here's okay. what I'm thinking in terms, you asked for a roadmap. I'm thinking, let's yeah. get clear on the numbers so we can get very specific on your client load. 
Okay. Understanding that what we're aiming for here is three days of coaching, one day of thinking, and one day of cleanup crew. What I like about having those two days a week is it gives you a little bit more space for doing an IG live with someone or being on a right. podcast. There's like a day for that. And then we'll just make sure the numbers line up. And then we're got to take a look at what support you need to bring in and what beliefs you need to mm. strengthen okay. in order to stick with this plan. Okay. Sound good? Mm-hmm. If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward. Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now. Grab this free training. Then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your Instagram stories. I'm a total nerdy Capricorn for this kind of stuff. So you're going to make my day. You know, I'm just going to say it. Schedule domination. It just might change your life. Grab the training now for free at schedule and let's get back to the episode. Okay. So we're aiming at 100K mm-hmm. for next year. Love it. I just wrote down 1,000K. So <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? let's go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, 100K for the year. What is your current rate for private clients? So this is also a thing because there's yeah. a couple people in the old rate. And then so the rate right now for somebody contacting me is 470 a month. Okay, great. I have <laughs> I have a separate rate for corporate clients now. So yeah. people contacting me on behalf of an employee for professional development, that's now um, twenty five hundred for six sessions. So that boils down more to like eight, I think eight thirty three or something okay. a month. Okay, but that's more of a package than yeah. the month to month. Okay, so four seventy five or. 833. Uh, 470. 470. Okay, great. And I'm going to divide that. So here's what I just did. This is just for, this is going to, this is to get the wheels turning to help you plan a little bit. The numbers are going to be accurate enough, right? And they're not going to be spot on. So I took the, the corporate price and the individual price and divided that by two. So your average per, per client price, let's just call it 650 a month. Okay. So 100,000 is 8,300 for the year. If we divide that by 650, that would be 13 clients. That's like what I have now. That's what you have now. (laughs) Okay. So what, like, what does that reveal to you, if anything? Um, I think it, it makes me feel like, oh, I need to set a higher goal. Good. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) do some math and just set a higher goal. 
Um, or not. Why not set a goal that's four times what you made this year? Yeah. And like nail that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, there's room in the world for these hairy, audacious goals, big, hairy, audacious goals. Right. And there's also something to be said about setting a goal that is clear and attainable. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's exciting. Like it makes me feel like, oh, I should set my sights higher. And it also makes me realize like, oh, I'm doing it. Like, I'm not so far off, (laughs) you know, like, which I think when I started this business, it really felt like that was, would be a miracle, you know? So that's affirming to hear that. I think, I think something else that's coming up for me, and this is the (laughs) underneath Um, I have some kind of, and maybe it's a lack of clarity that is causing doubt around should, should I be doing group coaching? Am I having as much impact? Is there, you know, it's funny. I was listening to your episodes and in general, I feel like, oh, I've never done a launch. Am I really like, am I really like something about that? Like, because I haven't done a launch and I don't have one on the calendar and not that I, it sounds like a lot of work. Like I, I don't even know if I want to do it, but there's something, I think the idea of scaling, right. And yep. whatever that means to me in terms of impact, yep. I haven't quite sorted it out or, or what that requires or when that should be happening. Does that make sense? It really does Malika. And it's different for everyone. Right. Okay. And the question I keep asking myself is, how simple can I make this? Yeah. Right. And the day will is very likely to come where you, there's so much demand, right? Yeah. And you begin to feel like private, private coaching does not fulfill you as much in the same way. You're kind of burnt out by it. Those days will come. And if they're not here yet, keep yeah. it simple. Okay. You know, there's plenty of time to launch. Okay. And that, and I, I guess what I'm saying is it, that day will be clear to you. Group okay. coaching, it will be clear to you. So be willing to let your business lead you a little bit. It's okay to move a little bit slower and to keep it simple and intimate and have a lifestyle that you want, right? Like what is okay. <laughs> three days a week of coaching a whole day for thinking like, that's kind of sounds better than launching to me. <laughs> and okay. your entrepreneurial muscles, like they will either want to be strengthened or not. So actually, yeah. I, I think this will be helpful for everyone listening. I see all the time two phases we go in and out of in our businesses, expansion and containment. Hmm. So if all you're doing is expanding, the day will come when you will explode. Mm-hmm. You will burst because you're burnt out or there's no foundations to support the rapid growth um, or like you, you think the only way to run a business is generating new mm-hmm. things. And that's just like a recipe for disaster. And then there are phases when we are in containment. So mm-hmm. we grow. If, if you could see me right now, I'm like, I'm, my hands <laughs> are going up and out, Right. So we grow and then we've, we got to hang out there for a little while yeah. to let the fundamentals of our business, to let our perspective of ourselves, like to let ourselves catch yeah. up to the growth. And then we're ready to expand again and then we contain and then we expand and we contain. 
So okay. you are still, from my perspective, you're still in, in this expansion phase. Yeah. So it's okay to move, to plan for containment for a while. It doesn't mean that you're not a hustler, right? Or you can't call yourself an <laughs> entrepreneur or any of that. That's what life looks like. Yeah. I am so relieved. <laughs> you have this so dirty little secret that you've never launched. You're like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm so relieved because I, I, I mean, part of me knows that, right? Like the number of changes that have happened in the last, three months. But then if we even look at the last two years, right? (laughs) Like I didn't, two years ago, I didn't have a full-time job and then I had one. And then there's been a lot, this is like, (laughs) there's a lot going on in my, my chart or whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think it's, it feels really a relief to hear, to like fully claim, okay, I'm in a season of containment I can, you know, find the equilibrium with what is here. I did all of this work to get, go from six clients to 14 clients in a very short amount of time. And now I can really own that. And that's, that's not me slacking off. I think that's my fear, especially because I do have more time now. And I, this is all I'm doing. It's like, one of the narratives is like, well, you've got no excuses. If your business isn't growing, it's, it's just because you're not doing stuff. Like there's no, there's very little external obstacles right now preventing me from working in my business. So in a way that's like freeing, but then it's also comes with this weird pressure of like, well, am mm-hmm. I leveraging that? Am I max, am I making the most of that? Am I doing everything I can? And I'm, what I'm hearing you say and what I'm taking in is like the season of containment is active also. And that's, that's a place that you need to be and the season of expansion will come out organically when you're ready for it. Yes. Yes. And I just think, wouldn't we all be happier humans if we asked ourselves different questions? Yeah. Like, am I happy? <laughs> Instead of, am I working hard enough? Am I moving right. forward? Am I happy right now? <laughs> that, does this feel easy? I think that's yeah. the conception for a lot of coaches is stuck coaches believe in the struggle. Hmm. Six-figure coaches seek simplicity. Yeah. 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 So back to that, if we had, I I propose that we like aim for 18 private clients. That would bring you at 11,700 a month. You could have a full-time employee or assistant working for you, making 2,500 bucks or something a month. Yeah. And like thrilled to have that job and publishing your MailChimp crap and like pitching yeah. you for podcasts and doing so many, so much of the admin that yeah. really you get to serve your clients and position yourself to receive the signs or information about what the next expansion phase looks like. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, getting to 18 clients sounds very doable. Yeah. Very doable. And I think having an assistant, that's the other, <laughs> that could be another episode, the <laughs> other, whatever my thoughts around that. Um, but I think, yeah, that feels like it would be a good paradigm. And I don't can kind of relieve myself of the pressure of like developing a group Yeah. right now. 
Yeah. And what you may find when this is all humming along and you have an assistant who's helping you, oh, a group feels so easy and it unfolds really naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how my groups started. I actually had four people come to me and say, we want to work with you and we can't afford you privately. Can we share you? (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, I don't know, but let's find out. And that, and now my, like my signature offering are these groups of four power groups, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just, again, it happened organically mm-hmm. as I was shifting out of containment and into expansion. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said about containment being an active space because you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the season where we really get into the systems and the foundations and the support inside of our business. Mm-hmm. That needs to be there in order to move into the next level of expansion. Yes. Yes. And I've been like, I've been doing this of like, I'm, I'm working with someone um, who's helping me kind of think through my v- values, what I want my company values to be and these foundational pieces, but knowing that this is important, it's going to help me grow. But there's been part of me that's like, you need to hurry up and get through this stuff mm-hmm. so you can, <laughs> so that you can start doing scaling. And, I, and what I'm hearing you say is like, no, this isn't a hurry up situation mm-hmm. that like I can live in this and really do that work. And that, um, and it, it, that the concept of like, okay, simplicity, pursue simplicity, not the struggle, I think I've had some, a little confusion about that because I have felt, because I feel happy, you know, or because (laughs) (laughs) this is like a terrible time that our, you know, that our world is in and our country is in and, and a lot of suffering and all this stuff. And I feel like I'm in the best position I've ever been in um, Mm career-wise, which I don't feel bad about but there is a drive of like, well, should it be harder? Am I, maybe it's easy because I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. If if I'm doing it wrong, I never want to find out the right way. Right. (laughs) This feels good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. So roadmap, the next roadmap for, for the next phase, what I'm hearing you say is 18 clients, you have a proven process for bringing in clients, right? Mm-hmm. Pa- looking at an assistant, and you're right, that's a whole nother episode. Maybe we'll bring you back to talk about. Bring me back. Right? <laughs> right. Hiring an assistant. Getting the foundations in place, i.e. company values. What are other foundations that you want to get in place that you feel like, boy, this is an exercise I could complete and then move on, but yeah. we'll use some more breathing room. I mean, this might connect with hiring somebody, but I know my onboarding systems right now are a little janky. Mm -hmm. They work and they're, you know, they work and I can do them, but I think they could be more streamlined and that takes some thinking through. Um, So I think that's a piece. I think getting everybody at the same rate is the thing I need to just do, give myself a deadline by the end of the year. Or starting January 1st, yep. everyone is at this, um, at least for the private client rate, yep. that's Agreed. uniform. Because I have a number of people that are in the legacy program. Yes. Um, so, 
I think other foundational pieces, those feel pretty, those feel pretty good. Um, I'd love to make a fourth suggestion. So we have yeah. getting your values, streamlining your systems in particular with onboarding, getting all clients at the same rate and then marketing routines, you know, inside mm-hmm. the six figure coach club, we're just all about developing these habits. So mm-hmm. really in conjunction with the assistant building out marketing routines. So mm-hmm. 18 clients is always happening really, really easily, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And you're beginning to build awareness and connection with your audience because that is also the thing that will reveal what expansion looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with 18 clients at 650, granted, you know, this is a little bit, um, this is close enough, I think, for the purpose of our conversation today. That's almost 12,000 a month. So you're looking at 140,000 next year. Wow. Just helping women use their voices in the masculine workplaces they reside in. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. How simple can I make it? Yeah. Okay. So we talked about like getting clear on the vision for the next phase. Then we talked about what are the actions? And it, so 18 clients, hiring an assistant, and then focusing on these foundations. What beliefs do you need to strengthen in order to commit to these actions and f- implement these actions? I think one of the beliefs, and we've been talking around this, but really supporting myself and that, that kind of these actions are enough. Like that my plate is full and I have, I know what I need to do versus some other belief that's running around, right? So I think really, I think probably for me, like writing these four things down every day would be helpful or at least posting them somewhere Mm -hmm. so that I don't get off track. Yeah. Um, Or really, I guess... I'm going into like tech, like tasks, but I think around beliefs, it's like, I know what I'm doing. I know how I, I know what my assignment is in this season and really trusting that. Yes. Great. So beliefs are, it can be easy. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing and what I'm doing is enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe something around like I trusting my own process and I look forward to the next phase mm-hmm. or I'm enjoying this phase. So we're also inviting in growth at its own proper. Like, yeah. Yeah. So maybe okay. um, like I'm in the right, I'm in the right place. I'll know when to move or, and I'm open to the next destination. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so clear. (laughs) How funny that you said what I want is a roadmap and where we landed was no no roadmap. I here now. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's good. Set up camp. Um, Enjoy yourself. (laughs) Which is so this is, I really needed to hear this because I think this is also, it's not as if this is the only thing happening in my life, right? I just talked about getting married (laughs) in two months. Like 
so it's not like, I don't think I'm, you know, this, it's not that I'm going to be stuck or something like there's, there are other, I think there needs to be containment in this area so that I can like learn about, you know, <laughs> being married and yeah. having, starting a family or whatever yes. those there's other things going on that yeah. I think maybe have that expansion energy right now. And so that, so it's great that this is not one of them yeah. in this moment, you know, that I can kind of get familiar with this landscape before mm-hmm. changing it. Mm-hmm. That is so well said. And it flies in the face of so much of what we learn in our culture, right? Like I am what I do. My value is conveyed in my production level. Yeah. Yeah. And really leaning in the complete other direction of self-trust and flow and ease and running this. To me, this is what it looks like to run a values-driven business, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of a profit-driven business. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, and I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other, right? You can have a values-driven business and be profitable, but it's so easy to get hooked into the, the hustle vibe, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. What are your core takeaways from this conversation? I love this, just that model of expansion and containment. That's super helpful. Um, a core takeaway is that I'm not that far off from my, <laughs> from my big goals. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm moving towards them. And, um, and that it's, yeah, it's not bad that they don't feel impossible. Like that feels, that's good. Great. That means that I'm <laughs> doing something right. And <laughs> I can really embrace that instead of trying to make it harder for myself. Yes. Um, and I think, I guess another takeaway is just, I feel really grateful to have such a dynamic business model that Mm. can kind of allow for other areas of my life. And um, that's something that because I've never, or because I feel new to the full-time entrepreneur status, like I've never had that experience where everything really was up to me and I could go at my own pace. So it's such a revelation to know, like, you know, it it is up to you and you can go at your own pace. Yes. Like, I think there's a part of me that's like, wait, really? Are you sure? Because I've always been working for somebody else at the same time or serving some other thing Mm. that I had to kind of adapt to or rise up for whatever. Yeah. So it's, I think it is owning like, no, this can be what I need it to be right now or what my higher self needs it to be, whatever, whoever knows that this is right. (laughs) Um, And that's, I feel really grateful for that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You're so on track to have $140,000 a year next year. Good. Will you come back? I want to talk about delegating. Yes. Okay, good. So stay tuned, everyone. (laughs) To be continued, we're going to talk about delegating. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So awesome. Awesome to have you. Thanks, Malika. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.